0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. Tell
1: me that
0: Hi y'all, happy Monday. Welcome back to the show. Who is loving the five episodes a week thing? Not a week. I keep saying that to everyone. If you guys didn't know, we added an extra episode, a bonus episode, if you will, the first Monday of every month to the show. And technically, we started it last month. So this is really the second one. But I keep telling everyone that we have five episodes a week. We don't have five episodes a week. We have five episodes a month. Or sometimes there's already five Thursdays. In a- so to make things easier, we have an episode every Thursday. And then we also have a bonus, which isn't really a bonus anymore because it's just in the schedule, and that is the first Monday of the month. To just really get you guys in the spirits, okay? I'm in a really good mood, and there's two reasons, okay? Number one, I am drinking bone broth, and not just any bone broth, guys. I am drinking kettle and fire bone broth that was just delivered to my house in a PR package. Most people get excited that they get makeup or skincare or Whatever in PR boxes. And I'm excited that I get bone broth. This is one of the most exciting things that has happened to me in my career as I sit here, record this episode, and I drink kettle and fire bone broth out of my kettle and fire mug with a kettle and fire spoon. No, this is not sponsored. I wish. Um, I'm the biggest fan. And I'm really like, I'm leaning into fall. I know it's not technically fall, but I don't care because summer makes me miserable and I just don't like the heat at the end of the day. I like everything that you do in the summer. But like at the end of the day, I want to be cozy. I want to be reading my book. I want to be drinking bone broth. I want to be making soup. And I want to be listening to Taylor Swift. And that is what I want. And I have to be true to myself and honor that and keep it at that. Second reason I'm excited is because I'm about to go to Fort Worth. And that is um, my version of Disneyland. So I'm really just living my best life. But today's episode is a great one. We have Jordan Younger on the show of the Balanced Blonde podcast. Also with Dear Media, we're doing a little bit of a swap My episode on her show should be coming out soon if it's not already, so stay tuned for that um, and definitely go listen to her show. She is just like a ball of sunshine. You're around her and you just feel better. She has such a calming presence and I just loved talking to her. She is quite the spiritual girl and she knows a lot more than I do. So I'm asking her all the questions about visualizing your future self, having conversations with your future self, Getting a lot of advice for your 20s. She's incredible. And what I love a lot about her podcast is that it brings topics like quantum leaps and things that I'm not super educated on. It makes them very digestible. And I don't feel like an idiot when I'm listening. Like I'm, I'm understanding it. You know what I mean? But, anyways, I love her. You guys are gonna love this episode. Hope you guys have a great day. Also, before we get into the episode, we have a new Broadwinning Housewife set out. That is so cute. We have this crew that's adorable. Sweatpants that are adorable. It's my favorite set yet. And it's also like the last set that I'm planning on doing for Running Housewife. So definitely go check it out. It's super cute. I have all the sizes that I'm wearing listed on my Instagram. You guys will definitely want it. It's not as like in your face, like the crew has a design on it and it's really, really cool. So I think you guys are really gonna like it. I will have that linked in the show notes. And let's welcome Jordan onto the show guys, listen up. I I, first, it's actually crazy. And just so you know, I only asked my mom last week what time I was born to do human design because I knew you would ask me. I did it for you. We have to follow up with I her. I'm Should so I text ha- her I'm, right yes, now? Please. I'm texting her. Text okay. her live, mom. Live text the mom. What time was I born?
1: It's like the memes when it's. There's like, so many memes about this. What time was People I born? People send me these memes every single day because I am <laughs> that girl. I'm like, yeah. well, if you don't know, please can we find your birth certificate? Like, I please. need to know. Mm-hmm. We but have to. I I know that I've taken it before.
0: So okay. I misspoke, but I just don't remember and I've I've gone back in my email to see and I must have used a random email or something because it's mm-hmm. not popping up, but I know that I have and I wanna say I'm a generator. Well,
1: you function like a generator. Miss ten podcasts in one yeah. week. I'm a reflector, which is that we are called non energy types. We get energy from people that we're with but we need a lot of alone time so i certainly i do like one podcast a week because if i do two or three i'm like i am not well it's too much mm -hmm. well it's interesting though
0: because i am actually an introvert like it's shocking because i have i'm very social i have a lot of friends i've always had a lot of friends and like my job is to like be on camera and to be with people But I need like Monday through Wednesday. I don't see a soul. I work from home by myself. I mean, I go to Pilates, but even then, it's so crazy. I think about this. My Pilates studio sees me almost more than anyone does. And I think they would tell you that I'm shy. But really, it's because I go in and that's like my hour of me time. Mm -hmm. And I sit on my mat and I just don't talk to anyone. I'm like, hi, nice to see you, whatever. But like, I just need time
1: to not talk to anyone. And that will be my Pilates studio. I think that's so important. And people who are generators in human design can be introverts. Too. Okay. It's Good just enough. you generate so much energy that you can get in these headspaces and the mindset yep. to do like 10 podcasts in a row, that kind of thing. Like... I could do that but I would be depleted for a month. So I <laughs> have a high capacity. Mm-hmm. So I must be a generator. Yeah, I think so. I but mean I'll we'll find out. To. But manifesting generator, you could be a manifester, you could surprise us. We'll see. We'll see. Um just check my phone. My mother has not replied. We're waiting. She, and she told me last week she and she just forgot.
0: And then mm-hmm. I forgot to mm-hmm. follow up, I guess. So. Yeah. Anyways, I'm really happy to have you on the podcast today. We just, we're just recording a swap, if you will. So don't worry. There's a whole other episode, which I will have linked in the show notes. You've got to check it out. Congrats on Tier your media. How excited are you? It's the best Thank place you. Ever. I'm
1: so excited. It's been such a fun transition. It is I, the best place. It's the best. I took six months off my podcast. I was telling you when I had a baby and I had time to reevaluate everything. And during that time, I just thought, I got to I got to make some changes. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part of something and I want to go into a studio and just have more support with the podcast. I've been doing it for 6 years. So when wow. Deer, when Dear Media launched, I spoke to Michael, and at the time, I was just kind of like I'm very set in my ways. Like that's part of being a reflector and it's kind of who I am. Love and admire everything about Dear Media and I always have, but I also was I was very sick. I don't know if you know this about mm-hmm. me. I have chronic Lyme disease, so I also used to feel like, what if I don't want to go into a studio? What if what if I have to stay home? What if I just don't have energy that other people have? And was' kind of I had this negative narrative in my head that wasn't even true. but I'm in such a different place now. I, I'm confident with my energy and I'm also just ready to make changes. I think it's brave to make changes, whether mm-hmm. you're 20 or 30 or 31 like myself. It's brave to do things differently. And so this was part of my whole promise to myself with becoming a mom do things differently. Don't overthink it. Just just do it. Just show up and see what happens.
0: I love what you said. It's brave to make changes. Yeah. That is something I've talked about so much on the show. Not that exactly the way you said it sounds way better. But like I kind of said earlier on your show on your show, I was so afraid to like change my mind, even though I was like in a life path that I didn't like. And it wasn't even that deep. I was just like, I don't I thought I knew what I wanted for my life, which is so stupid because I was literally 22, 23. Like, I understand. But I was very set in my ways. And finally, when I had my whole, like, identity crisis and just, like, changed everything about my life, it was really, really hard to make change. Like, it was... So much scarier, mm-hmm. and I think it's a lot easier to like stay stuck in your ways and stay much, where you're at. Much, much easier. easier. Some
1: people do that for a lifetime. Yeah, that's. I'm crazy. sad we didn't talk about your identity crisis on my podcast because I'm very intrigued. But we'll have to talk about this another time. Yes, or now. No, I
0: had a little bit of an identity crisis my 23rd year. We kind of did, I guess. We I said did. I hated We it did. That mm-hmm. I just didn't elaborate, I guess. Yeah, and I, I had dealt with a lot of gre- a lot of like death in my close family in the recent years. I was in a very serious relationship and then we broke up, and like that was just the least like me time of my life. There were so many things. I'm trying, oh, I was in kind of involved in more of like a religious organization that I was like, you know, I don't think this is like for me at this time of my life or just for whoever knows how long. There was a lot of things in my life that I was changing at that time. And for, I think if one of the things would have happened at once, it wouldn't have been as difficult, but it was everything at once. And so at that time, again, too, because I was so like, no, this is what I want. And this is what I should want. And this is what I've been told I should want. It was very difficult for me to finally be like, oh, you know, no, this isn't what I want. And actually, to go off what you asked early in your show about like, it has to be hard starting on social media when you're young. I think there's an added layer that I felt of like, well, I don't know, because like, this is the life I've been living instead of that I wanted to live. And then all of a sudden I have to change my mind. And I felt like it was going to be... Harder because of that and luckily like people who follow me are so nice and it wasn't much. harder. Yeah
1: I think it's possible to evolve your brand online with you as you yes And I went through that so many times as well where I felt so guilty because I created this life of my dreams Quote-unquote and it was when I started everything I was a couple years younger than you are now and I taught my friends and my family you can do what you love, you can create a career out of it. I started my blog, it was at the time a vegan blog, and then I just got to write about things that I loved and I had this audience and that was my job. And it was the beginning of blogging as a career and I was very like into talking to people and teaching people like, please do what you love, it'll make your life so much more fulfilling, it's possible, it's possible for everyone, the internet has opened up a world of opportunities so when I started to get burnt out and wasn't so so happy with everything I was doing which probably was about 3 years ago I felt so guilty and it was that was an identity crisis too because mm-hmm. so I felt like no, I've been teaching people this and, and how ungrateful do I have to be to yep. not to not love this? And we put so much pressure on ourselves, but I had to change, evolve, pivot, I'm still doing that. And that's why I'm, I'm committed to making changes. I call them quantum leaps because we leap into this new arena of life. And then you have to rise your energy to meet that new place. That's what it would have been then. Mm hmm.
0: All right, y'all, let me tell you a little something about Alto. I am the biggest Alto fan there has ever been for quite a few reasons, okay? Alto, if you guys didn't know, is a car service company on an app. It, It just makes your life so much easier. The reason that I love it more than anything else would be because Alto owns its fleet of five-star safety rated luxury vehicles that are easy to find and clean between every passenger ride. They're white cars with a red Alto, like nice sticker on them. Not sticker, but like it looks really clean, but you can tell immediately it's an Alto. So you're not risking getting into the wrong car. And like, you know, that's very embarrassing. Not that I've done it more than once, but uh, I have. Also, the Alto drivers are W2 employees, so they're not contractors. And they're interviewed, background checked, trained, and performance managed, so you always get a great and safe ride. A lot of places are not background checking their drivers, which is really scary. It's also designed with you in mind, including in-app music control, which is amazing when you tap vibes in the app. Mine is Yeehaw, no surprise. They have chargers, Wi-Fi, complimentary water, a signature scent, and backseat AC controls in every car. You are also legally allowed to bring an alcoholic beverage in your Alto, which is great for like, you know, when you're off to dinner. So you guys can say goodbye to the rideshare lot. This is originally why I started using Alto. So Alto is allowed to pick up curbside at your favorite airport. So LAX, San Francisco, GFW, D.C., Miami, Houston. I mean, like, it's amazing. Alto is currently on the road in Dallas, L.A., Houston, Miami, D.C., and San Francisco. So download the Alto app and use code I love you in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. Again, download the Alto app and use code I love you in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. It's also kind of crazy too, because I'm like, this is something that we'll probably do for the rest of our lives, hopefully. Like if you're growing, you're changing. It's interesting though, because I was like, why am I putting so much pressure on myself at? 24 for
1: this right or 23 but you couldn't tell me that then so I know well know? it's when you're in it it's very hard and like you said when it rains it pours like everything yeah. tends to happen at once during these seasons of our lives and it's really hard to deal with it and to think that at the age of 23 that your career's not going to change your life's not going to change I mean we all think that at a certain time but it's beautiful to know you're going to have so many levels of you
0: yeah. That, and it's very freeing, too. Mm-hmm. I think it puts the pressure off of you. And I love like I love nothing more than when I see someone on, you know, those Instagram like meme pages that are like the like Hank's good news, I think. And the really positive ones. I love when they post about like a 60 year old decided she want to be a doctor and went to med school and is now a doctor. And Me like too. making those changes later. I just think it's cool. Like, you are not, you don't need to be stuck to like what you chose in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s. Like you can always evolve and change and grow and even changing completely a completely
1: career path. I think that is so cool. I do too. I think it's one of the bravest things. Oh, absolutely. I got my mom to start a fashion blog, which she was calling Aww. like, well, it's dirty martinis and skinny jeans, but it was fashion over 60. And she did it for a while. She still does it on Instagram. And That's I'm like, cool. it's so cool to do that at that age. Like there are so many people, women of her age who like, want to see you know how to be fashionable she's very very trendy very stylish and I think it's brave though because there's so many I mean we have so many doubts no it is and you still have like 30 40 years like left yeah. to live and why would you throw
0: that away yeah and feel like you can't change or, like live the life that, like you truly want or are meant to
1: live yeah because you're so Focus, and we we all do it obviously we all do I have this conversation with my dad constantly because if we're going to talk about human design he's a reflector I'm a reflector it's a very rare type it's one percent of the population oh wow you're so special I'm a rare unicorn and the fact that my dad is that as well so rare has been I mean it's like a bonding thing for us I've taught him a lot about it he teaches me we are like mirrors to each other and reflectors are mirrors in general so if I'm doing my job as a reflector and I'm aligned then hopefully like me being with you helps you learn more about you. That's kind of what that's reflectors cool. are here to do. I love And that. I'm not always having the most aligned day, but like that's, that's my goal. So with my dad, imagine it's like mirror bouncing off of mirror and we are each other's greatest challenge in this life. We're very similar. And I'm always telling him because he's 75 and he'll be, he's a Leo like you. So he'll be 76 this year. And he's always like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm not going to change. Like I'm set in my ways. And I'm always telling him, this is the time to change. You don't want to carry this with you to the end. And Mm. for the next, you know, so many years, because he's healthy, he's active. And that's just like the biggest myth is that at a certain age, you can't change. But it's, it's easy because people don't want to change because of fear. So yeah. it's easy to tell yourself when you're scared. Well, I've always been this way, so why not just stay? In my biggest fear, one, I mean,
0: yes, I said earlier it's failure, but really more than that I think it's settling, clearly, because I'm if my biggest number 1 fear was failure, then I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing. It mm-hmm. still is up there, but I'm so afraid of settling in life and like not doing the things that I wanted to do or like living a big life and not big in the sense of like like money or status big in the sense of like fulfilling things that like are on like my mind and things that I want to create and just like having like really rich relationships things like that but the way I said things like that I'm like an uncut gems like it sounds like (laughs) I'm on TikTok sorry everyone oh my god but anyways what advice would you give
1: to your 20 year old self That's such a good question. Oh, my God. What would I not give? So at that time, I was still in college. I went to college here in L.A. as well. I went to LMU. And I think at that time, I had a lot of self-doubt. I had no idea. I also wanted to have a big life, but I didn't know what was in store for me. I struggled with a lot of anxiety. And at that time in my life, I was very medicated. I I had been in therapy for many years. Similar to you, I have a super supportive family with talking about mental health, and I started going to therapy when I was five. So back in therapy in college, I had sleeping issues, a lot of insomnia, I had anxiety, my family was going through some stuff. So I was on sleeping medication, uh, Adderall for ADD. I was on anxiety medication, birth control, all these things. I have such a sensitive body. This is what I know now. When we were talking about like rashes and allergies and hives, I just didn't have any clue how sensitive of a person I was. And when I did feel sensitive, I felt like this makes me weak compared to everybody else. I don't have the energy that certain other people have. So I would force myself. I would drink a lot, take all this medication. I was just living so far out of alignment with who I truly am so I would tell I would tell myself your sensitivity is your superpower so if you want to stay home on a Friday night and sleep while everybody or not sleep but stay home and read for example take a bath Mm -hmm. have some you time when everybody is at the clubs and the bars when you're older that's going to be your superpower so don't feel like there's something wrong with you because instead I just forced myself to be someone that I wasn't I was like I was in a sorority I was I was A huge part of that like that was my whole life yeah but I was very wrapped up in that life and because of that it really took me away from who I am in my heart so when I was a senior in college when I believe I was like 21 22 I did a yoga teacher training and I started which I had wanted to do for like six years but finally had the opportunity to do it and then I started to actually live this different life and then I started to think maybe this is inspiring to people and and Throwing that aside, maybe this is inspiring to me, and maybe that's all that matters. So, I started to kind of realize who I was at that time. So, I guess to wrap this up, I would say get off the medications, (laughs) your life is going to be better without them. Purify, detox, cleanse, which I ended up doing at the age of 22, going vegan, starting my blog. That was kind of my first step in the direction of of living a life that I feel is truly aligned to how, to who I am in my soul. From there, I learned so much more when it came to astrology and human design and all these things that have enhanced my life so much. But I think I would start small and I would say, you don't really need all these medications. And in fact, what makes you different? It makes you cool. Like who wants to be like everybody else anyway? And if I had a 20-year-old sister, that's what I would tell her. And it's so interesting that we will get so
0: caught up in like the life around us and thinking we need to be a certain way for certain people or this is just like the life path and whatever, whatever it might be. But like five, 10 years from now, those people that are around you or that are making you feel a certain way are probably not even going to be in your life.
1: Yes. Like
0: the only person that you have forever is you Mm -hmm. so it's really crazy that like we'll get so caught up and that's something that like helps me when I'm like feeling a certain type of way is like okay but 10 years from now like will I who will I have you know and like obviously it should never be for someone else but it also like snaps me out of it of like that should not be my priority
1: of course I mean that's my favorite thing to remember is you are the only person who wakes up in your body every single day. And I started trying to tell myself that in college, because I would wake up and I would be hungover and I would be like feeling like I was hit by a bus. But I would drink and drink excessively and party and do all these things because I felt like other people wanted me to. But in the morning or even like that night, it's like, do people really care? Or are they just pressuring you in the moment to make Mm -hmm. them feel better about themselves? So to give you an example, I haven't had alcohol in five years. That's well, just a personal choice. Just I had never had a problem with alcohol. But I realized one day when I was about 25, I hate alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate the taste. I hate the way it makes me feel. I gag yeah, when I drink it. Like I, I throw up the next day. Um, I'm just sensitive. And then I just decided one day and it took me until five years ago to be like, you know what, why do I drink? And at that time I was only drinking at weddings, special occasions, bachelorettes. And then I thought, how about continuing to up-level my life in the way that feels good to me, and just not even doing that. And if anybody has a problem with that, it doesn't say anything about you, it it says something about them. And everybody in my life now, it wouldn't even be a second guess that anybody would have judgment or anyone would feel a certain way because I have supportive people in my life and I've also come a long way from those days of being 20 or 21 when everyone's around you and it's like well you have to drink it's my birthday or like you have to drink it's my wedding people don't say that to me anymore and I think that's a sign that I've cultivated a circle that is very aligned when you stopped drinking did you
0: have to change like your social circle or were they supportive even then?
1: Luckily, a lot of friends have grown with me and and trust me, like all of my friends, my family, my husband, they drink, but they're not, I don't know if you would call them like huge partiers at this stage in life, but they do and they accept me for who I am. So I don't feel like I had to change my social circle, but I certainly had to change what I did with people. Otherwise, I would find myself kind of lonely because it's not like my friends stopped going to the bars and the clubs and doing these things on the weekends. So I would start making plans with people to go on hikes, to go to yoga, to get a juice, to go on a walk, to come over and make dinner, to go out to dinner. Just because I don't drink alcohol doesn't mean I don't love a good atmosphere of a restaurant and that kind of vibe. So just kind of continuing to show the people in my life too. I do these things, like invite me to do these things and having conversations and being really honest with people. Don't not invite me just because you don't think, because you think I might not want to come or because maybe I won't come. But please, like nobody wants to feel left out just because of their choices that they make. So I would say when I was younger, when I was probably like 23, and I was still drinking, quote unquote, but I would barely drink and very, very much not drink very often. I think certain people would still pressure me people who are still my friends now. But it was just a matter of having conversations and being like, don't say that to me. (laughs) Like, I'm the same person as I always was and if you want me to drink because it's your birthday like that's not a really good reason like I'm the person who you can call I mean I value myself as a friend like I think I'm a really good friend I think that's one of my favorite things about myself so it's just about reminding myself and reminding the people in my life this doesn't change anything about me in fact it makes me better because it makes it makes me happier
0: It's also just like good boundaries. It's good boundaries.
1: And it's like, trust me, I struggle with boundaries at this time. And I could give my 20-year-old self a whole lesson in boundaries, even though I have so much further to go. I'm a people pleaser. I am a recovering people pleaser. And I'm a current people pleaser. (laughs) And I plan stuff for people. And then I like, I put a tremendous amount of pressure on myself. Are they having fun? Is this exciting to them? Oh my God, are they going to be mad at me if they're not having a good... And I realized this about myself, like other people don't, don't feel so sensitive about these things that I do. It's just about getting to know yourself. The older we get, the more that we learn about ourselves. It's just, we realize again, not just our sensitivity, but our uniqueness is a superpower. Absolutely.
0: Okay. What is your summer fantasy? a whirlwind romance in Italy, getting wet dancing in a warm rainstorm, or maybe an unexpected summer fling. No matter how you want to get steamy this season, Dipsy has a sexy story for you to indulge in all of your fantasies. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. If you're a reader, you will love this app. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about the intriguing co worker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. Love that. New content is released every week, so, in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they also offer written stories. It is your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash I love you. That is 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash I love you. That is D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash I love you. Again, dipsystories.com slash I love you. I want to talk to you about visualizing your future self. You are an expert at this point. Like you, first off, your podcast is incredible. There was so many different like great topics. I learned a lot. But can we talk just visualizing your future self, especially like so many
1: listeners are in their 20s. So I feel like now's the time. Absolutely. This is something that has helped me so much. And I still do this. I'm a huge fan of Joe Dispenza's work. I know you're a reader. I don't know if you've read his books. He has phenomenal books. He also has meditations. He has retreats. Like He has single-handedly helped me change my life. And he's all about visualizing your future self. Because... If we can't have a visualization for ourselves in the future, walking around like literally living the life that we hope, dream, and desire to live, then we can't necessarily get to that point. So to talk about manifestation for a second, to manifest is all about being able to envision and walk the walk of where we're headed in our life. So when I was struggling with sickness, chronic Lyme disease, All I wanted was to be well, to have energy again. Like I'm a naturally very energetic person. But for five years of my life, I was bedridden. And then you tell yourself these stories of I don't have energy. And the way that I compare it to everyone else is I I don't have like the energy to get through the day, let alone to be this fun person that I know I am in my heart. So I started visualizing my future self and my future self would walk around healthy. She would wake up early. She would have a green juice. She would do her meditation. She would do her movement practices. And then she would have energy to get through the day and not just physical energy, but mental energy. So the things that are important to me, which are writing and like being able to use my brain and not feel that brain fog that I felt really terribly when I was really sick. So my visualization would be my healthy future self. And I would sit and meditate every morning and just see my future self like walking around my apartment, making the juice, making the coffee, and then having this abundance of energy. And then I kind of played around with the idea of what if, what if this could be my life now? What would that look like? And what would that feel like? So I'm a huge proponent of law of attraction, which is attracting, It's it's our thoughts create our reality. So I would just tell myself every single day, Your thoughts create your reality. So you are healthy. Like Jordan, I'm healthy. I have an abundance of energy. I'm gonna be an incredible mom because this was like a huge fear of mine during my pregnancy was what if I get sick again and I'm not able to be a present mom and I'm not able to play with my son or wake up with my son. So I would tell myself you are a mother who has abundant energy, who can hop out of bed in the morning and play and be this fun mom, all these things. And because those are my thoughts, those have created my reality. So that's how I have visualized my future self, which is now my current self. And now, when I visualize my future self, she's a best selling author. She's a New York Times bestseller. She writes fiction. She writes memoir, all these things. And of course, I have fears that come into my mind because I'm human that tell myself, who do you think you are? You're a podcaster you're a blogger. Writing fiction is going to be this huge leap. And what if people don't embrace it? What if people think you're bad? And it's just a visualization is all about visualizing it as if it's already happened. And I'm also a believer that time doesn't exist. So when you think of it that way, it has already happened. Do you think this is too crazy for your no, audience? No, no, this is great. <laughs> time doesn't exist. So I've done a lot of plant medicine. I've done a lot of, like, spiritual journeys, ceremonies. And in these ceremonies, I've truly seen how time doesn't exist. So I met my son, Atticus, before he was born. And that's how I knew that I was having a baby in 2021. I knew his name. I knew what he was going to look like because I saw this. Like, I saw does this it, from this deep place. Does it make you, like, a lot more calm? Like, less stressed out? Okay. Absolutely. Like, people in my life, my friends come to me. My husband comes to me because I feel like everyone around me has this future fear of death. And that's a pretty universal fear. What happens after we die? Does it just end? Do we not get to continue with our soulmates, with our soul family, with the people that we love? So my husband and I have this conversation frequently because I've actually seen this since I was a little girl. But through my plant medicine journeys and everything that I had to go through with sickness and having Dark Night of the Soul and almost dying many, many times. As I said, I was kind of on my deathbed with Lyme. I had some crazy things happen with like overdoses of medication. And I saw kind of what happens after, after you die. And I have this deep, deep, deep-rooted belief that we just kind of shed these bodies and we go into this next stage and our soul is eternal. And our soul stays the same. And this is not like tied to any religion or anything. This is like my personal spiritual belief. And it does. It brings me so much calm. It brings me so much peace. I can't even imagine. I I
0: like the idea that time doesn't exist. Like I like it almost very, very, very loosely to me when I always talk about like I just have peace knowing things are going to work out. And it's not the same thing at all. But instead of I can only imagine like living like that because instead of stressing about the future it's like well time
1: doesn't exist you know yeah and I also have to remind myself on a daily basis so I consider myself this teacher to others when it comes to spirituality and the things that I've seen and time manifestation visualization but it's because I'm a student of these things myself and I know how important mindset is and I also know when my mindset slips everything changes. And I and I have a bad day. And I have a bad week. And I go through these times as well. And that's why it's so important to me to stay on top of these practices. I know the importance of them because I am a person who's very prone to anxiety, very prone to kind of waking up and thinking about the first negative thing you know that statistic that's very popular these days it's like our mind goes to the most negative thing possible when we wake up i challenge myself then to follow it up with 10 positive things and that's very you know i think a lot of people do that these days so it's gratitude journaling but i do this i meditate i don't turn my phone on for two hours in the morning i'm so rigid and so strict not just for myself but also now being a mother And having my little, my little baby boy, he's the happiest human I've Uh. ever met. Like he was born smiling. He's a little angel. And I don't want that to ever change. And I'm not naive. Like that's going to change. He's going to go through hard things in his life, just like everybody does. But I want him to, I want him to grow up seeing the routine that I have and to go to school and be like, my mom meditates. (laughs) And my mom talks about the law of attraction. And I just want I recognize that he's a very spiritual being and he actually challenged challenges me to be the best version of myself.
0: That's so beautiful. I want a kid now. I know. Wow, It's the
1: best thing about being a mom. I mean, there's like 100 best things about being a mom, but it's, it's up there. Oh, that's
0: incredible. If someone's listening to the show right now and they are wanting to start visualizing their future self, what are some practical
1: tips that you would give them? Some practical tips I would give, I would say start with a meditation. If meditation scares you, you can do a five-minute meditation. It doesn't have to be long. Just carve out those minutes. I like to do it first thing in the morning or last thing at night because that can really unwind your mind before you go to bed. And then just commit to visualizing your future self. So if you're like me and you kind of need a prompt, so it's like, some someone to walk you through it. There's Joe Dispenza meditations. Soon there will be Jordan Younger meditations. <gasps> yeah, um, yeah, this is something that I'm working on right now that I'm really excited about. It's all about visual visualization of your future life. And some people are not big prompt people. They just want to sit there. They want to listen to some good music or just be silent. And there's no right or wrong way to meditate. So that's the first thing I want to say. I feel like people are terrified of meditation, including myself five or six years ago because I felt like there's a method and I would be bored and I don't want to do it that way. You can do it in the way that works for you. So I personally love to listen to Joe Dispenza's voice. And there's like these binaural beats. They're very calming. They'll bring you into your nervous system. Close your eyes and just imagine your future self walking around. What is she doing? What does she look like? What does she feel like in her body? Does she feel lighter than you feel now? And I I mean energetically. Is she fretting about the little thing? She's probably not. What is she eating? Is it making her feel good? Is she staying out really late? Or is she going to bed early? And just visualize all these little details. You can also use this to visualize in dating or in career. I know so many people are, are still wanting to align with that career that feels really good to them or that love life. So visually, I did this before I was with my husband. Yeah. What did you do for this? Let's um, go into the dating. Yeah. One. yeah. Okay. So dating is fun. People are different. So sometimes people are specific manifestors or non-specific manifestors. That goes back to human design. I'm very specific. So I could get so specific down to like, what does he look like? How does he make me feel? Do I already know him? Are we friends? Am I meeting him through a friend? Is Am I meeting him through an app? Like, what is what is the overall feeling that it gives me? To be with this person and then when you do this and you're able to visualize this what i like to take as the next step is to walk around in the world as if you've already found this person and then you're walking around with the energy that attracts this person to you that makes sense because time doesn't exist mm-hmm. so you're tapping into the you that's already with this individual and i find that to be the most incredible thing so even when i started doing this i was like i don't know if this is gonna work i did this and I was with my husband six weeks later. <laughs> oh my and God. And I also wrote it all down. I'm a big intention-setting person. So I wrote all of this down. And of course, a few things can be different. Like, it, does he look a little different than, you know, I thought? Of course, because because this is like people are people. And the person that you're with is going to surprise you in certain ways. And in other ways, they're going to blow away your expectations. And in other ways, they're going to be exactly what you hoped for. And that's all about aligning with the right person. And first we have to align with the highest version of ourself to make that happen. So I've done like a non-negotiable list, mm-hmm. but I haven't done this. So mm-hmm. maybe this is what I need to do. Yeah. And then the next step is like, I hope that you go home tonight and you just do a five minute meditation and you visualize yourself with this person. What are you guys doing? What kind of trips are you taking? What are you doing at home with this person? And then just tap into the the feeling the emotion, the energy. And then the next day, walk around the world in that energy. It's like I'm with my soulmate. I'm pretty untouchable. And then just see, just see what happens. Oh, I will definitely be doing this. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I think you're going to be good at that. Hopefully. You
0: are. Okay. The last thing I wanted to talk to you about very quickly, we are both readers. We both love, we've already been talking about books pretty much all day. Give like your
1: top three books. Okay, so the top book that I recommend to everyone, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Love, I read um, that, I loved it. I read it, I don't go anywhere without it. Like you so can good. see I have this huge purse with me. It's a purse full of books because I also like to have the energy of the books with me. When I was sick and I was really struggling, it was Louise Hay's work that helped me see that I can change my life. And she's my inspiration for everything I do. So something kind of out there about me, I don't know if you know this, is I, I channel people who have passed on. So I channel Louise Hay. I talk to her. I also do this with with my mentor, who's a super talented medium. So we kind of Very pick cool. up on different things from Louise Hay. And she continues to teach me so much. So I would start with Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural. That that will get you deeper if you're interested in this topic of Healing your life, visualization, manifestation, and the science of it too. That's why I love Joe Dispenza because there's a lot of skeptics out there, and I can appreciate a skeptic. I, I respect it. So learning the science of this is is incredible. And then a return to love by Marianne Williamson. I don't know if you've read a return to love, but um, no, but I've heard about it. It's pre- it's a staple for me. It's kind of a Course in Miracles. Yes. Cliff notes. The okay. Cliff notes of A Course in Miracles. That's why
0: I was like, there's another book that's yeah. connected, right? So okay.
1: A Course in Miracles, I also read every morning, but that is a dense text. It's about this thick. It's, oh my God. It's a, it's a spiritual text and it can be read. Some people find it to be kind of religious because it talks about God, but God just being whomever or whatever you believe mm. in. A Return to Love is the very simplified version and it's all about calling miracles into your life everything's a miracle this conversation we're having is a miracle it's about being grateful for your life
0: amazing okay i'm gonna be getting that one Wait, there was two. There was one, the other what was the other
1: one that I said on your show I needed to get? The morning pages. Oh yeah. So artist way. That's um, what I need to get. I have to get back into the artist way. I, I have to be honest, my focus is all over the place and the artist way keeps me very focused. So it's time for me to get back into Morning Pages, recommit. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the
1: show. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you? Thank you for having me on. This was so fun. You guys can find me at The Balance Blonde on Instagram, The Balance Blonde on TikTok, YouTube. I'm not a big YouTuber. like Kenzie, but you know, I post some fun stuff on there. And the podcast is The Balance Blonde, Still on Fire. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was so fun. It was so fun. All right,
0: guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you on Thursday.